Hi friends, Jenny here, and you're listening to Beautifully Bipolar. So in my first episode, we talked about just my timeline with um, being bipolar, and now I really want to talk about therapy. So my first therapist I went to, I was like 16-ish, and... I, I was still in high school and I I wasn't 100% sure about therapy and I think a lot of people aren't sure about therapy because they think, oh, I don't want to sit and talk about my feelings to a complete stranger and all they're going to do is say, and how does that make you feel? And how does that make you feel? So I think a lot of people are kind of turned off by therapy, but it's really much, much more than that. So the first couple times I went, um, she kind of just didn't even say anything, was just kind of like, what do you want to talk about? And I was completely caught off guard because I remember being like, um, well, first of all, I was like a snotty little teenager and I was like, well aren't you supposed to tell me what we're going to talk about? Like (laughs) you're the professional. I'm just like this messed up kid. And I remember the, it was either like the first or the second time that I even saw her. We talked about a fight I had gotten into with one of my friends and I ended up just being pissed. And I was like, she's wrong. I'm right. This is stupid. I don't want to be her friend. And we, she basically just listened. She didn't even say anything. She like, I thought she would be like, well, why is your friend wrong? What makes you right? Why don't you want to be her friend? anymore?" Nothing. She just let me rant and rave. And before I knew it, the hour was over and she was like, good session, good talk. And I was like completely dumbfounded. I was just like, that was the stupidest hour of my life. All it did was make me more mad because she didn't fix my problems. I thought you go to therapy and these people, they're like gods and they have all the answers and they know what they're supposed to say to you for any problem and they're supposed to fix everything. So I thought that she was going to fix this problem I had with my friend and that was not the case at all. So over the next couple weeks that I had this therapy, that's all she did. She just listened. No matter what I had to talk about, she would just listen And a lot of it was me ranting and raving because I was such an angry child. It's such an angry teenager. Um, I think a lot of it too was because I was constantly hiding this depression and this mania from everybody. So I think that I, it manifested in me as anger and I would just boil over. So she let me talk a couple times and then eventually she, she did this thing and she was like, okay, Jenna, if you continue to be this angry at 
every single person in your life, where is that going to lead you in the next five years? Where are you going to be the next 10 years? And I just remember being like, I don't know. And do you know what she told me? She said, you're going to be alone. Nobody is going to want to be your friend. Nobody's going to want to try to make things better because you're just angry all the time and you're not a good friend and you're not a beneficial friend and nobody's going to want to come to you and nobody's going to want to be your friend. And I kind of was taken aback because I did not think necessarily that was true. And then years later, my grandma told me, she was like, I used to be afraid of you. Like you were just very angry child and we never knew what was going to set you off. So that was kind of eye opening for me. And I was very shocked that this whole time the therapist was right. But once she kind of like opened my eyes and made me realize like, yeah, you know what? I am angry. I don't want to be angry. This is, this is not good for anybody. So we started working on techniques and I think that that is what a huge part of therapy is. If you have a certain thing that you're working on. So like for me, I was working on anger she would ask like, okay, um, is this something you can change? One thing that would always like just stress me out would be a song, like the wrong song playing in the store. I would just get super frustrated and leave. Like that's how small things were that would make me mad. So I would be in a store just shopping away, not really paying attention. And then all of a sudden, like, some song would come on and I, w- I wouldn't approve of the song. I would just like drop my stuff and walk out of the store. Like that's how crazy upset I would get. So she would be like, okay, can you control the song? Nope. Can you control your reaction to the song? Yes. So I started learning different things like what, what you can control and what you can't control. So then after we kind of got better with the anger, I brought up, um, this was probably like six months in the therapy. I brought up, I'm having like, I had this feeling the other day. I just couldn't stop crying and I was shaking and I felt like I was going to die. And my heart was racing And she was like, oh, she's like, so you get panic attacks. And I had never heard of a panic attack. I just thought that this was just part of life because I had, I'd gotten them so often, but nobody ever said like, oh, that's a panic attack. So I was telling her about it and she was like, yeah, those are very common. So she gave me some techniques and some tools to, um, self-talk and talking myself out of a panic attack. So now when I feel like I'm going to have a panic attack, I, I can use those tools and hopefully the panic attack necessarily 
isn't going to happen, but it's not going to be as bad and I can talk myself out of it. And when I get really anxious, I can normally talk myself out of it and I can at least like if there's an event or something that I don't want to go to and I'm very anxious and I'm like, I'm not going to go and I get a panic attack. I can normally talk myself down and get to the event and I'll have a good time. And if I wasn't able to do that, I would probably miss out on a lot of things. So I'm really grateful that I went to therapy young enough that I learned these techniques and I learned things that I can do so that I can still live a semi-normal life. Um, Finding the right therapist or psychiatrist is difficult. I am not going to lie. The first one I went to, she was an older lady and she had this like crazy red hair and she kind of reminded me of um, Professor Trelawney from Harry Potter. And she... She was kind of like a older hippie dippy lady and I we just clicked right away. There wasn't much to go off of. It was just her energy matched my energy and I just felt like okay, you can be my therapist, you can be my counselor. I like you. We're going to make this work. And um she couldn't prescribe medication. So she um, referenced me out to a doctor and she was the one who gave me the first um, diagnosis as bipolar. And she was the one who I walk in with my mom because I think at that time I was like 19, 20. I was very young and a mental illness is very scary when you're young. You don't really understand it because it's not like a broken bone that you can just go to the doctor and be like, this is what's wrong. Can you just put it in a sling and off we go? So I remember going to this doctor with my mom and she asked me like three questions and I answered and I tried to like elaborate and give her like full detailed answers. She cut me off. She didn't care. So it, it kind of like I was used to therapy where they want every little detail and you have an hour to talk about your feelings or your problem or whatever. You go to a psychiatrist and it is like 15 minutes you get, and they're going to ask you a couple questions And they're going to diagnose you. They're going to prescribe you something and out you go. So this doctor prescribes me. She's like, yep, you're bipolar. Um, I'm going to put you on this medicine and I'm going to put you on this other medicine and I'll see you back in a week. And I was like so dumbfounded because I wasn't expecting that at all. I was thinking it was going to be more like my therapy And I get home, I fill the prescription, I take the medicine and I'm a zombie. And not only am I a zombie, anything and everything is making me upset. So I'm, (laughs) I'm on this medicine where I'm just staring at walls. I'm staring off into space. Nothing affects me. Nothing excites me or scares me. Like there could have been a dinosaur right in front of my face. And I'd be like, yep, cool. 
great. Okay. And, um, I remember I was organizing pictures and I had probably 300 pictures in this little box and I dropped the pictures and I just remember sobbing and I, I, my mom was like, it's okay. We'll put the pictures back. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I was upset that I dropped the pictures. It was just, I just started bawling for no reason. And then it was like, I was crying for like 30 minutes because I didn't know why. So my mom was like instantly, okay, we're not, we're not going to do this. We're going to call the doctor tomorrow. We're going to get this taken care of. And when you're on, when you're on medication, you can't just stop taking a pill. They have to wing you off of it. Um, so I remember very strangely like getting winged off and slowly getting like my clarity back. It was, it was a really strange feeling. So I told my psych or I told my therapist and I told my mom, you know, I just, I did not like that psychiatrist at all. And, um, the therapist was like, yeah, psychiatrists aren't there to listen to your problems. They're not going to be the ones that you're going to, um, cry on their shoulder. That's what I'm here for, which I wish I would have known that going into it because it was a huge, huge turnoff for me. I just did not feel like she gave two shits about me. I felt like I was just a number and I was just something she needed to come up with a diagnosis instantly and then write me off. And when I gave my diagnosis to my therapist, she was very concerned. She also was kind of like, I'm not sure if you're bipolar. I don't see a lot of the mania. So I was like, yes, somebody's on my side. I don't want to be bipolar. I like almost like I'm going to fight it and do everything in my power to not be bipolar. So when the therapist told me, yeah, I'm not really seeing bipolar in you. I took that ball and I ran with it. I was like, this is I have somebody who says I'm not bipolar and I have somebody who says I am bipolar. So I'm going to not be bipolar. So I still needed some sort of medicine. I knew that I, I was at least depressed. I knew that. And I decided to go see another psychiatrist. And this was a male psychiatrist. This was about when I was like 21, he was a little bit more, I don't want to pump people with medication they don't need. So he just prescribed me like vitamin D and fish oil. And the vitamin D I don't really think did anything for me, but whatever. The fish oil made me break out like crazy. It was just almost like rubbing oil on my face. It was horrible. 
And I remember maybe going two weeks on it and just thinking, I don't want to do this. I remember wearing baseball hats because my whole forehead was like braille. It was disgusting. I never had broken out like that in my life. And on top of all of that, I didn't feel any better. I did not, I wasn't any less depressed. I wasn't any less manic. All, all it did was give me acne. So I told my mom again, I was like, sorry, but I don't like this. I don't think this is the right medicine for me. So I went back to the psychiatrist and I told him, I was like, can you give me something to help with the depression, help with the mania or whatever? Because he never, he never even diagnosed me. He just said, let's just try this. This can, um, soothe out your moods or make them more even because I did tell him, you know, I went to a psychiatrist. I was diagnosed as bipolar. I don't think I'm bipolar, but this is, this is what it is. So then I think at first I didn't tell him what the first psychiatrist said because I didn't want him to piggyback off of her and be like, Oh, well somebody else already said that she was bipolar. So she must be bipolar. I really wanted him to figure out him for himself if I was bipolar or not. And, um, so I went a couple times without saying anything. And then the second that I was like, yep, I had somebody already say I was bipolar. He jumped on that bipolar train like I thought he would. And he prescribed me more medicine. And it was, it was the same, not the same brand, but it was the same um, mood stabilizer and antidepressant that the first psychiatrist had. And it didn't do anything for me. So I decided to go off of that and I just decided, okay, I guess that these people are just going to keep labeling me as bipolar, give me these drugs that aren't helping me. And that's just going to be my life. And I just decided that's how it's going to go. So I had to go to... I remember I like, I broke down and I had to go to just my regular doctor and I told her, I was like, I remember being super suicidal and telling her, yep, I, I just want to die. I'm, I'm over this. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. And she was my um, primary doctor since I was a baby and she was my grandma's and my great grandma's and she knew the whole family and she didn't have the reaction that I thought she was going to have like the psychiatrist or the counselor would have. She just said, how are you going to do that? And I was like completely and utterly dumbfounded. I didn't want to reveal my plan. Like that's a personal question to ask. And I remember telling her, I was like, 
I'm a terrible driver and I feel like if I crashed my car that that would be so believable when nobody would know that it was a suicide. And I remember my mom being in the room and my mom wanting to just cry. You could tell she was like fighting back tears and it was just super uncomfortable for her because who wants to hear their child say, yeah, I'm sick of living. I want to die. But at that moment, my um, primary health provider was like, I'm going to write you a prescription for an antidepressant. I'm not going to put you on a mood stabilizer with it. I'm just going to put you on a antidepressant. And I want you to go back to therapy. So back to therapy I go with somebody I don't like at all. And it it didn't work. I went and I saw this guy and our energies were not aligned. We did not click at all. And he told me I... I had the same boyfriend from like age 15 to age 22. He's like, oh, you just need a, you just need to break up with him and, you know, just go see other guys. That, that's the problem. You're, you're just settling down so young. And I remember thinking I probably would have killed myself if it wasn't for my boyfriend, because anytime I felt like that, I could call him and he was a great support system. And then I have this guy who's a professional telling me, no, you should break up with him and date around. And I think that that'll solve a lot of your problems. So I remember being super upset that he said that. And I never, I never saw him again. I made another appointment with him and I told my mom, I don't, I don't think I'm going to go back to him. I don't, I don't like him. So if you don't have the right therapist, it's not going to work for you. It's not going to click. I um I also had a therapist when I was working at a job where I was getting bullied really bad and I had a coworker who I had a coworker that was sexually harassing me. I had a coworker that was just harassing me. Uh, she would make fun of my weight in front of members and in front of other employees. It was, she just was not a nice person, but I decided to go get therapy and talk through. And, um, that therapist was awesome. And I, I would just recommend if you're going to get a therapist that you need don't get turned off on it right away if you don't click. And if you don't click, that's okay because there's other therapists out there. You just need to find the one that works for you. Um, I had a boyfriend and he was trying therapy and he was like, I don't like the therapist, but I like therapy. And I think I just need to find a different therapist. So I definitely encourage you to find the one that works for you. I have a new psychiatrist and she is probably the coolest person I've ever met. Like the second I walked into her office, I just knew that she was going to help me and she was going to 
make me a better person because we were on the same page. I straight up told her, I said, you know, about 10 years ago, I got diagnosed as bipolar and I really don't want to be bipolar. And the first thing she said right out of her mouth was, well, why not? Like, like I, I was insane for not wanting to be bipolar. And she said, we all get a set of genes. We just got to find the ones that fit right. And that really stuck with me because she was right. I got dealt this hand and bipolar is in it. And I'm just going to have to learn how to deal with it and love it because it's part of who I am. And a lot of things probably wouldn't have happened if I wasn't bipolar. So she really helped me to understand that and see that. She also asked me, she's like, I'm not a a therapist. Do you want to go to therapy? And I straight up told her I did not want to because I started learning. You learn a lot in when you're getting your degree in psychology about what they're asking and why they're asking. So I noticed that I was starting to give them the answers that they wanted because I was so done with it. I didn't want to do it anymore. It was so time consuming. It was taking up so much time, so much money, so much energy to keep opening these wounds and to do this. So I got to the point where I was like, nope, I'm fine. Nope, I'm fine. Nope, I'm doing good. Nope, I don't need an adjustment on my medicine. No, I think this is working. So I started I started lying and that didn't help the situation at all. So if you're going to do therapy, I would suggest that you do it you got to go into it with an open mind and you have to be 100% honest with yourself, with what you're looking to get out of it and, um, find the right therapist for you. Because like I said, if you don't like that therapist, then it doesn't matter how many times you go and how honest and truthful you're going to be. You're not going to get the best results out of that. So just be, honest with yourself and it's okay. It is absolutely okay. If you don't like the therapist, what is not okay is if you're going to lie, if you're going to cheat yourself, then you're not going to get any better. You need to take it seriously and you need to make a plan with a therapist of what you're trying to achieve and what you want to see out of your, um, sessions Because if you're not doing that, if you're just going into it blindly, then you're just going to be coming out and like not feeling any better, not, um, getting the full benefit of the therapy. So I think that if you're going to do it, then you really need to commit to it and find one that works for you and find somebody who's going to work with you. And you guys are going to make this plan and you're going to, uh, hopefully get better and hopefully it's going to work for you. And it's not something that you necessarily have to do for the rest of your life. Um, 
I am currently not in therapy. When I went to my last psychiatrist, uh, she asked me if I wanted to. I said, no, I think I've learned everything. Well, maybe not everything, but enough tools to get me through not having a panic attack and not being angry and